0: first of the readings is uh, the fourth passage down from Matthew, chapter 13, and that's verse 44 to 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value He went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And then Romans chapter 13, five to seven. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is why you pay taxes for the authorities of God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 14. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. And then over the page, second reading down from 1 Timothy. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And then from Hebrews, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you.
1: Thank you, Marcus. Uh, Not quite sure why I'm doing kind of everything this morning, but... uh Anyway, I'll stop speaking about quarter past 11. Um, but first of all, we got the sermon. Now, uh, we're thinking about, uh, it was, it's a Puritan thing. In, in the 16th, 17th centuries, the Puritans came up with this uh, idea about when they were thinking about money, about uh, 17th century, uh, about uh, moderation, moderation. And that's what we're thinking about this morning. So let's pray and ask God that he would help us uh, to be uh, obedient listeners as we see what the Bible has to say or some of these areas here. Father, please would you be speaking to us as we range across a number of different uh, verses and short passages from the Bible. Pray, Father, that you would be uh, speaking to us clearly and help us to listen and then to be uh, willing to change any area that you would wish us to change, we pray. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, when it comes to um, money, the Bible gives us really quite clear guidance on three areas that we really should be using our money on. And after that, it's all about wisdom and uh, there are no clear right or wrongs but there are three areas i want to kick off with with which we might uh, we might call the bottom line if you like in terms of uh, three areas that we really uh, should be using our money on um we do naturally like to have rules don't we um which is i think why some of you thought the last week i said that christians shouldn't own the mercedes I did not say that. (laughs) Um, So there's no confessional for those who own a Mercedes and no prize-giving for those who sold one this week. I was just simply saying that as an example that we need to think through and pray over uh, which car we buy, whatever car it is. And there is no rule that says Christians should not own a Mercedes. Um, But there are three biblical rules that we do need to keep. And uh, this is the first one, pay your way, pay your way. The Bible says to us that uh, if we can work, and there are some who can't, but if we can work, then we should work in order to pay our way. Uh, The Bible values work and the earning of money through work. Um, Not everyone in a household has to work, of course. Um, but we there should be someone if we can. So for instance, one Timothy chapter five and verse eight there says, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith. It's worse than an unbeliever. You might also want to look at the one Thessalonians four and the two Thessalonians three passages. But we need to remember, don't we, that, that some people can't work. Maybe it's for long term ill health. And, uh, uh, and some of us are retired, um, but we've been saving uh, through a pension scheme or whatever uh, to provide for our needs in retirement. So we need to recognize, of course, that not everyone works in remunerative employment, uh, and not everyone can. But if we can, then we should be doing that, at least certainly in our working years. The second uh, biblical principle is this. Uh, so pay your way, is pay your taxes. And uh, in Romans there uh, 13 and the first couple of verses, it's necessary to submit to your authorities, not only because of possible punishment, because you might be breaking the law, that's basically what it's saying, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for your authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Now, taxes are not, not awfully popular, are they? I mean, I don't know many of us who rejoice when we get a pay slip and we see how much we paid in tax, but as a Christian, we should pay our taxes in full, and on time, there's a simple principle. that's what we do. it's honesty. Um, and uh, most of us pay it through the system, don't we? But I, you know if, if we don't, there are other forms of income and so on, and uh, we have to pay our taxes in a separate kind of way. Well, we'll want to do it in full and on time. Um, we should be clear as Christians, of course, between the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. Now I avoid taxes as much as I can um, but I, I certainly don't evade them avoidance is avoiding paying more than you uh, more than you're supposed to uh, Tim and I for instance clergy taxation is really quite complicated so we both have folks that we send effects and figures to and they sort it out for us um, but but one of the things we must do is to pay what we owe we want to avoid excesses in doing that but to actually pay our taxes Tax evasion is illegal, so we will not evade taxes, those that we should pay, um, but we do want to uh, uh, be wise about the tax that we do pay. Now, uh, um, we also just need to make sure and and say, well, this is, uh, um, we're going to be honest in this. So when you fill in your tax return, there's no exaggeration as to how much the expenses have been and so on. We will be straight down the line, clear and honest about every last penny. That's important, isn't it? It's a matter of honesty. We pay our taxes. The third thing is to uh, pay your bills and debts. Of course, God is a God who pays all his bills, all his debts. He is no one's debtor. And we want to be like him. That's, again, it's a matter of honesty and integrity. Um, You know, if we have a bill to pay, pay it on time and in full. So if someone, last week, our, our lawnmower was sick, so we, uh, I had to get someone to come and sort out the mess I'd made of it. And, uh, uh, and when he came and dropped it off, he gave me his um, uh, sort code and bank account number, and I paid it before he got home. We really ought to be paying bills on time. When you get a bill, pay it. Don't wait for the 30 days or whatever. We just need to be paying the bill. And we want to honour the people, and maybe uh, you know, for a for a local tradesman or something, we might want to pay a little bit more if we think that's a good thing to do. Um, now we want to budget properly, so we want to keep up with repayments um, on uh, on our mortgage, say, or car loan, and so on. And I think as Christians, we want to avoid debt as much as we can. We need to budget, and uh, so we don't get into debt. Truth is, our society runs on debt, doesn't it? Apparently, the average household debt in this country doubles every ten years. That's on credit cards and loans and uh, and things like that, um, but we've uh, you know the number of people who've maxed out on credit card after credit card is increasing, and we and it, you know, it used to be a thing, didn't it, that people would uh, almost boast about their overdraft. How long is it going to be before people start boasting about uh, how many credit cards they are maxed out on? Um, it seems not to be a shame a thing of shame anymore. A little bit more about paying our debts in a while. But there is one final debt that Christians do have and should pay. Just have a look at 1 Corinthians 9.14. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. Um, It is uh, that to pay uh, your pastor. And here am I. The pastor, and uh, it's a bit complicated because the Church of England pays me, uh, but we do have what's called a parish share that we pay to the diocese, which is uh, as a result of our giving to the PCC here, for instance. But I did read this this week: many Christians are more faithful in feeding their dogs than their pastors. You think that's an exaggeration? Anna and I, uh, a number of years ago now, but Anna and I once met a pastor not in an Anglican church, because it wouldn't happen in the Anglican church. But we did meet a pastor who was walking around in a pair of shoes through the soles of which you could see his socks. They were his only pair of shoes, and this is in England. They were his only pair of shoes, and he couldn't afford to replace them because his church was paying him a pittance. I think they needed to read 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Here, our staff, for instance, well looked after by the Christian Workers' Trust here. And I think that's good, and we need to honor the work of the Christian Workers' Trust and what they do to support our staff, making sure, for instance, there is pension and national insurance payments and so on. And uh, I was talking to someone just the other day uh, who was thinking about uh, working with his church. I was saying, make sure that these things are set up properly. It's important. So uh, um, I I do want to say, this isn't a talk about giving, it's more a talk about spending. Uh, Pay your way, pay your taxes, and pay your bills and debts. And that includes, in, in our context here, paying our staff. I think it might mean, for instance, just in the back corner over there on the wall, there are these little leaflets about giving. You may wish to think, actually, I'd like to make sure that I pay a little bit of my monthly income Towards paying the staff here through the Christian Workers Trust, so that's the bottom line. There are some things we do need to pay as a Christian. The second thing uh, is to pray for wisdom uh, in our moderation. What I mean that by that is this: uh, with our money, we need to be well, there needs to be a moderation in the use of our money. Uh, and the way forwards with that is to ask for God's wisdom in how we can be moderate in our use of our money. So that's a good application, for instance, of just the first couple of verses there, Proverbs 1 and 7, and, and 3 rather. Proverbs 1 verse 7, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And over the way, James 1 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, Lord, please help me to be wise in spending my money moderately. So moderation with our money and the need for huge wisdom in this. Now, some people say, well, I give I give 10% to, of my income to God, so therefore I can do what I like with the rest. Nonsense. God is Lord of all of our money. And the issue is uh, not that we give 10% and then we gam- gamble away the rest of it, because uh, uh, that's, you know, and going into hideous debt because of it or something. That wouldn't honor God, would it? No, it is uh, a matter uh, um nor is it a matter of God won't mind what I do with their money, my money. You know, providing I give up ten percent, God won't mind if I'm uh, uh, extravagant. Uh, yes, He does mind if we're extravagant. He, 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 every single, every single. Here's a pound coin, okay? Every single pound that's in your pocket, or every single ten p, every single penny that's in your pocket and in your bank account is actually the Lord's. And what we do with every single one of these. Is really important. This actually comes from the bookstall. It's going back to the bookstall later on because I forgot to bring any cash over. But uh, um, but this every single if this were mine and it's not. But if this were my pounds, actually how I use this is really important. And every single pound that I do have, Uh, and all our spending is part of our discipleship. Please, Lord, give me wisdom as to how I can use the next pound I'm going to use. And let's remember Matthew 13 in this. Um, as a principle, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. And again, a similar idea with the pearls. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. You see, the kingdom of heaven, what we're involved in in Christianity, is hugely more important than anything we own. What Jesus is saying there, it's worth selling your house for. It's worth giving up expensive holidays for. It's worth forgoing a pay rise and your annual bonus for. It's worth swapping your car for a mini. Oh, no, no, I'm in trouble with mini owners. Um, But the kingdom of heaven is treasure. It's It's wonderful. It's worth everything that we possess. So pray for wisdom in our moderation with our money. And I've got um, these areas here. The outline is on the back of our server sheet there. But wisdom for the future. So for instance saving is it right or wrong for Christians to save and if so how much or well, how much shouldn't we save and uh, some say don't save trust god now i have a trouble i have a problem with that because uh, uh, you know if you're just trusting god when things go wrong what happens usually what happens is you'll go to your church and those people in your church who have been saving are going to be those who bail you out <laughs> So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I find that quite difficult. It doesn't feel quite right somehow. But the Puritans were talking in moderation. They would have said, moderation in our saving, yes, that's good. Moderation in how we spend our money in all sorts of areas. Saving for a big purchase. These days, most of our, when we buy a car, it's usually a loan of some sort, isn't it? But how about buying furniture or a carpet or saving money for a new boiler Because they don't seem to last as long as they used to, do they? And uh, most Christians feel it's wise to have some savings for those sorts of things and not rely on more loans or more credit card debt and so on, which would make it all the more expensive. Some too would say, well, I want to save for our children. Uh, Maybe to visit them because they live, you know, the other side of the world. So we'd save up for that. That's a good thing to save for. Or maybe to help them with a house deposit or to help them buy a car or buy some furniture themselves or whatever. Um, how about refusing to give to support a minister because you think if you do so, you're eating into your children's inheritance? That's not quite so wise, is it? And pension. Christians, we would be wise, wouldn't we, uh, to be uh, paying into a pension pot. It is the way our country is organized and the use of private pensions increasingly. So it would be wise of us to be paying into those pension pots. So we don't want to get to 50 and then suddenly panic because we realize it's all creeping up and I haven't started doing it yet. We don't have to have a large pension, do we? We don't have to have a pension that is, uh, uh, you know, we're planning for a lavish retirement. Uh, And also, if we have a very large pension, the temptation is to trust our pension rather than to trust our God. But pray for wisdom for the future when we think of moderation with our money. Also, wisdom for the present. C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity wrote this. uh, If our expenditure on comforts, luxuries, amusement, etc. is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we're probably giving away too little. Wisdom for the present on how we're going to use our money includes simply giving some away. But more on that next week and this evening. But we will uh, be different from other people. At least we should be, it seems to me. I love the story of John Wesley, the 18th century preacher. And uh, in the 18th century, they didn't have tax returns as we know them now, but you did have to fill in an official return listing your income and your possessions. And uh, the tax commissioners wrote to Wesley after, his, after he had filled his inn, and uh, they said this, We cannot doubt but you have plate, that is silver plate, because they assumed that every one of his uh, social standing had silver plate. We cannot doubt but that you have plate for which you have hitherto neglected to make entry. To translate, he hadn't told them. They, they believed he had more silver plate than he had told them. Um, as, um, and uh, so Wesley wrote back and he said this, I have two silver spoons at London and two silver spoons in Bristol. This is all the plate, silver plate, I have at present and I shall not buy any more while so many round me want bread. I think that's a good principle, isn't it? to be thinking about that. And our culture says, buy now, pay later. You know, you go down to DFS and it's, uh, what, pay nothing for two years, buy on credit, amazing finance package, There's, and, uh, you know, just around the corner, new ways of, D- of uh, financing your car and so on. But mor- borrowing money is not necessarily wrong. Almost every one of us would borrow money for a mortgage, wouldn't we? And uh, And probably for buying a car in some way or other. Uh, Some finance deal, which is effectively borrowing money. It's very difficult uh, not to do otherwise. But how many other loans and so on do we have? And how wise is that? Loans for non-essentials? Loans on a credit card? Just not paying off a credit card is actually uh, a a very expensive loan, isn't it? Is that that a good idea? Um, In Proverbs 2, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Because, of course, the interest, you're becoming a slave to the lender. It can happen, can't it? And then what about all those insurance policies every time you buy something? Why is it that every time I go to Curry's, they always say, would you like to buy an insurance com- uh, policy for your iron? And I say to them, actually, if your iron is good as it says it is, then I don't need to insure it, Do I? But thank you very much for the offer. And so I've said that number of times at the checkout at Curry's. I'm not buying irons all the time at Curry's, but you, you get the idea. But, uh, um, but you have to remember, don't we, that insurance companies make a profit out of us. And I think it's probably a good principle to say, well, if I can afford to replace this, then I don't need to insure it. Okay, you have household policy for all range of things, but not the extra breakdown and every you can insure everything under heaven, can't you? So we need to be uh, uh, a little bit careful about things. And are we spent simply spending too much money? And if we are, how do you stop yourself? The Puritans, again, with their moderation, they came up with some questions which I've uh, adapted slightly. So some questions on our spending. Um, am I buying this because it's a good deal or because I need it? Am I buying this because it's the best quality or because it's the best choice? Do I just absolutely love so that I have to keep up with the latest fashions and designs? Do I have the latest mobile? Why won't last year's do or the years before? Beware impulse buying. Go home and have a think and have a pray about it. Have I discussed this big purchase with a friend or my spouse or both? For a big purchase, have I asked myself, what else could I spend this money on? Am I thinking I must have this because it will make life better now? Have I asked how this will help me love God and love people more? Now, those kind of questions, they're just meant to help stop possessions take over our lives and make us to review our spending. It's a good idea, isn't it, to have a regular annual, maybe twice a year, look at our regular spending. Do you need Sky anymore? Do you need it in the first place? (laughs) I've got Sky, but uh, do I need it? Um, What about your uh, gym membership or the second car you hardly ever use? And why do we all go to Waitrose? I went to Waitrose on Thursday morning. I met most of you there. I mean, I'm just, what's going on? And uh, and do we really need the latest iPhone? I was once up in London about ten to nine on the Monday morning, going to some meeting or other, and uh, I was with someone else, and there was a huge big queue, 50, 100 people outside an, um, an Apple store. I said, "What's going on there?" As a you know, um, there's some celebrity coming. He said, "No, no, it's not that." They're launching the latest whatever it was. I can't, I had no idea what it was. The latest iPad or something. They're launching it. And all these people outside had to be there to be the first people to have, get their hands on the latest whatever it was. I thought, that's very sad, isn't it? Maybe that's just me. That's, there are no rules. There's actually no right and wrong. It's a matter of wisdom. We'll probably never quite get it right. Whatever right is. Because, you know, right is not the same for you as it is for me. And right is not the same for me now as it was last year and as it will be next year. That's why we need to constantly praying for wisdom on this. And it also means we don't criticize others. But it's easy to do, isn't it? To point the finger or just be thinking, really, is that good? so we should pray that we might live in moderation whatever that means for you and whatever it means for me and anna and then the wisdom for the unexpected is the uh, the final thing here wisdom for the unexpected very briefly um insurance should I mean, we've already mentioned insuring your toaster but i mean should christians insure of course we have to insure our car it's the law uh, if you have got to have a mortgage you'll be insuring your house won't you if you're going to United States on holiday or to visit family, you'd be an absolute idiot not to insure health insurance for about five hundred million pounds or something, wouldn't you? Given how much—no, that's an exaggeration—but but, but uh, given what might happen if you're taken ill there and so on, pet insurance? How about travel insurance for going to Kent for the weekend? Is that a good use of money? Car hire insurance to cover all your excesses when you're at the—you know—you fly to. I don't know, Barcelona or something, you decide to hire a car, and that the, uh, and you say, and you find, and you know, the car's £200 the week, and then they add on all the excesses for everything that might conceivably go wrong, and then you end up paying £600 or something for the car. Actually, you can buy a car hire excess insurance policy here before you go, and it's much cheaper. But, uh, just be, be wise. Do we need all these, all these different insurances thing? I guess most of us have more insurance than we need. Some of us perhaps should have a little more. We need to be considering moderation with our money. Look, there's so much more we could say. And so much of this is, as I said, there is no obvious right and wrong. It is a wisdom thing. The three things at the beginning, yes, of course, we have a Christian duty on those three areas. But all the other things here, I think moderation is a good principle. But we do need wisdom for how we may apply that to our lives. And, you know, know, given where we live... And as the years go by and our society changes, I suspect we're going to need a very great deal of moderation with our money, and even more so as time goes on. So let's pray that God would give us wisdom with our money. Let's pray now. Father, thank you that every last penny we have uh, is from you. It is yours. And we pray, Lord, that we would be thoughtful, we would consider how we use our money, and we would bear in mind that 17th century Puritan principle of, of moderation with our money. Please, Lord, help us to... I, I'm sure there may be things, maybe just small things, maybe things we'll want to do, maybe some things we we'll want to stop doing, things we'll need to think through or talk through. Pray, Lord, you'd help us to wisely... Uh, work these things through and to know what is good and right for us we pray and not to criticize others for jesus sake amen